0: Ladies and gentlemen! Welcome to Reddit Readings, and today we are on episode 130. Today we are jumping into our slash Let's Not Meet. But before we jump into our slash let's not meet, let's meet some of our patrons. A big thanks to Fatima, Rebecca, Caitlin, Ben, Mark, Maya, Music Cat, Luca, Kelly, Megan, Matthew, Joey and Jessica. You guys are not only getting the bonus episodes every single Wednesday, but you're helping keep the show going and we very much greatly, massively appreciate that. If you want to check out our Patreon, there is a link in the description down below. You get ad-free listening and you get a bonus episode every week. Also, you should absolutely 100% most definitely go and subscribe to our shiny new YouTube channel. Go check it out. There'll be a link to that as well. But without further ado, tea, popcorn, let's go! Honestly, that was my chair.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify.
0: Welcome back to the basement, ladies and gentlemen. Our first story, uh, we have long stories today, and they're always the best, is from a throwaway glitter bomb, Crazy Beauty Queen Stalker. This is a long story, as it's been over five years in the making. I've actually posted this story before, but there are some really good internet sleuths here on Reddit and they were able to figure out X Beauty Queen's identity. And mine too. I don't really care if I give up my identity, but I didn't want it to be on my actual account, so I deleted it a while back. The catalyst for me to repost it today on a throwaway is that it's cathartic. yet another court date for ex beauty queen stalker came and went we'd been expecting things to proceed with her entering a plea of guilty or not guilty but no such luck all we got was another vague reason as to why she's not ready and a new court date issued months from now there have been many court dates since she has been arrested It's been over 18 months since she's been arrested for her continued stalking and harassment and she still wants to drag things on to seemingly try and stay relevant in our lives. As an aside, the amount of court resources and taxpayers' money that's wasted is actually really astounding. Anyway, on to the story. To recap. My husband dated a beauty queen title holder of a well-known pageant before me. They broke up long before we met. She was a statuesque blonde, very tall, a knockout in her day in my opinion. This is somewhat important to the story, I guess. But while she was a dazzling pageant winner, on the outside, on the inside, oh boy! She could be charming and beautiful if she needed you, but mostly, she treated people around her terribly, including my husband, and he eventually broke it off with her. But she never went away. She would continue to call and email repeatedly, even after my husband and I met. If anything, her calls increased. She would call over and over again, day and night, even after my husband, then boyfriend, blocked her number. She would ask for money and threaten to go to the police, claiming he abused her if he didn't give it to her. He obviously did not give her money. This made her upset. The threat increased and became more malicious. But when that didn't work, She would switch tactics and try sweetly to ask him for help with certain projects she was trying to get off the ground, or more accurately, have him do the work for her and then she can take the credit, with the promise that, if he did just this one last thing for her, she would go away. He did not reply, so she would go back to being malicious. Any tactic for attention, or for what she really wanted money. My husband was terrified because, of course, while he never did anything to her, it would be her word over his, and he was terrified of ruining his reputation and career. We unfortunately ended up at an event she also attended. She had been waiting for us to arrive and had placed herself near the entrance of the event. As we walked in, She stood across the room, looking me up and down and whispering into the ear of her date, making a point to try and make me uncomfortable. But that was okay. She was easily ignored until she ambushed me as I came out of the bathroom. She had clearly been waiting for a moment, I was alone. She towered over me, she is very tall. I had no intention of having it out with her, And I hurriedly walked to find my husband. But she kept pace beside me, hunched over, so she was at eye level. I'm five foot five. Her head turned towards me. She was like a caricature of herself as she ambled beside me, smiling maniacally. Where is your man? She hissed in her heavy accent. Her eyes were black. She looked like that out of a Tim Burton movie, hunched over with crazy demonic smiles. What's your back Pug? she added, grinning. She liked to call me names like Pug because I own Pugs and I guess she thought this was an insult. What I didn't know then was while I was in the bathroom she had walked over to my husband and had thrown her arm around him while he was in mid-conversation with someone and introduced herself to the man he was talking to as if she and my husband were together. My husband unwrapped himself from her clutches and told her to beat it. She then beelined and waited for me to come out of the washroom. Yeah, we stopped going to parties. The last time we ran into her was at a funeral for a mutual friend. She followed me around at the wake. As my husband, boyfriend at the time, was talking to the man's widow, I was talking to a friend and his wife. She walked right up and stood with us, joining us mid-conversation as if she were part of the group. It was unnerving but also just bizarre. It was a funeral and I did not want a scene. I silently picked up my wine glass off the bar and walked away, leaving her with the couple I had been speaking to and her staring at me with a smirk on her face. All in all, annoying but manageable. However, the emails, calls never stopped. She would call my husband over and over, day and night, even though he had long blocked her number. She would drive by. I found my car keyed one night after I left it outside, but obviously I couldn't prove it was her. But enough was enough. My husband had a lawyer send a cease and desist. After the first, she called him from a private number. He answered and she said, Hi, it's me, in a sing-song voice like they were the best of friends and he hadn't just sent her a lawyer's letter ordering her to stay away from him and his family. He said nothing and hung up. Another cease and desist was sent, then a third. Nothing would make her go away. She did not actually think my husband was capable of not wanting to be with her because, you know, her beauty. Eventually, though, she got pissed that he was not giving in. So she decided to take this rage to the Internet. I knew that she was absolutely checking out my social media and I don't really use it much, so I didn't care. However, She created a fake twitter account and tweeted, husband's name is a fraud and tagged his colleagues, friends, investors, family members, etc. Every single person she could think of to try and ruin his reputation and career. On New Year's Eve, she posted on my Instagram account at exactly 12.01, Happy New Year's scrud. Social media settings were all put to private. We went to the police armed with the emails threatening to give her money or she would go to the police. She was charged with two counts of harassment and a restraining order was put into place. To our shock, the next day after her arrest, our phones were buzzing. This story had made front-page news, clearly a slow news day. Her day in court came, right before COVID. We arrived to the courthouse and sat down. She walked in. We were shocked by her appearance. Actually, shocked is an understatement. She was unrecognizable from her former self. Gone was the statuesque, dazzling blonde. She had apparently shaved her head and was wearing a short, ratty brown wig. She'd gained about 80 pounds, give or take, and was now sort of hunched. With her height and new girth, she looked like a linebacker. To add to her new look, she wore a bulky brown men's overcoat and a scarf tied over her wig like a babushka. My immediate thoughts were, her outside now matches her inside. But it was her eyes that I noticed the most. About a year earlier, we had shown a photo of her to our kids so that if she ever approached them, they knew to run. At the time, my son, who was young, commented that she had mean eyes, from the mouth of babes. Maybe it was that she had changed so much physically overall, but her dark eyes had narrowed into deep black slits. As she scanned the courtroom and saw us in court, she would turn around every so often to look back at us and glare. She would then whisper in her lawyer's ear and laugh as if she were having a grand time. She had a pair of big, round, cheap sunglasses that she would put on and take off intermittently. When she addressed the judge, she put them on, and he asked her to remove them. We thought she was putting on a brave face and treating it all like a joke, but we were about to find out that getting arrested would not slow her down. The restraining order didn't seem to faze her at all. If anything, it angered her more. From then on, every day, night and day, she would post from multiple fake social media accounts, posting photos of myself, of my husband. She would put up my husband's photo with the caption, paedophile, or other terrible names that included racist and transphobic comments and captions. To give you a slight idea, she posted altered pictures of my husband, photoshopped to look like he was wearing heavy makeup and referring to him as pre-op transgender. She posted altered and unflattering photos of myself. She called me old, ugly, those are the G-rated ones. Listen, I am no beauty queen myself. The name calling, while obsessive and gross, wasn't what bothered me most. Although I'm not gonna lie, seeing hundreds of photos of myself on her fake Twitter accounts calling me ugly and obsessively pointing out every single perceived flaw did succeed in getting me down at times. Why did I keep looking? because it was like getting a glimpse into her unravelling and unravelled mind just in case it was a clue of what she was capable of thinking or doing next. Because it wasn't her insulting posts that fazed me. What bothered me most were the sinister captions. Keep an eye on your kids because I be watching. Or Why don't you plant some flowers in your front yard? Or be good to your kids because you never know what could happen. How was your Uber Eats order? She would post pictures of me with an arrow directing to my head which I perceived to be a gun to my head. She posted pictures of my husband's workplace which she was not allowed to be within two blocks of in accordance to the restraining order. But the police said this could be just a picture she took from the internet. Oh, she posted Agatha Christie quotes like every killer is usually someone you know very well or your end is near her Twitter profile banner picture was taken from a movie poster and said stalker like she was in on the joke. We called the police again, but they said there wasn't anything they could do since she didn't explicitly tag us. I took screenshots of everything. Many of her posts were nonsensical, but most were photos posted of us on this fake account, all altered with derogatory or ominous captions. But we couldn't get her shut down. I became anxious anytime my kids were outside shooting hoops in the driveway. My elderly mother wouldn't take the baby out in the stroller, she was too scared. It affected all of our lives. Life became… dramatic ex-beauty queen would taunt us with, catch me if you can. She posted close-ups of her dog's genitals or a piece of her dog shit with my name beside it, the implications obvious. It bothered me how she had a dog since I didn't think someone like her was capable of caring for anything living. Then the calls started back up. This time to our home line, yeah, yeah, we still had a home phone bitch and then hangs up karma will get you and weird chant like calls as if she were reciting a spell sure enough she posted photos of a pentagram and candles as some sort of altar in the caption ring ring finally finally the police asked us to come in and give a video statement We gave them a drive containing thousands of screenshots of posts she had made. They arrested her again and charged her with two more counts of criminal harassment. My husband was angry at this point, but as Mama Bear, I just wanted to get this over with. She mentioned the kids frequently and ominously many times in her online rants. Also calling them rude names, which I will not be repeating here because they are the things that upset me the most. The judge also issued a social media ban for her. By the time she was re-arrested for the second time, her fake Twitter account, which was literally mostly insults or referred to my family, had 16,000 tweets in a three-month period. She has no followers, so they were just to herself. The porn sites I had been continuously being tagged on stopped. Things quieted down tremendously, but I still get follower requests that I believe are her. But at this point, we were all on edge. I kid you not, I felt weird walking into my kitchen at night to make a sandwich, feeling creeped out that she was outside watching. I put nothing past her, as nothing is more dangerous than a desperate woman who has nothing to lose, which, by the way, was one of the quotes she posted. I don't know what is wrong with her. I believe from what I've researched she is a malignant narcissist. Perhaps some other mental issues at play here, but I can say she was a terrible person long before she decided to try and make our lives miserable. Crazy beauty queen turned stalker, I would love nothing more than to never meet again, but if going to court helps you stay away from us forever, then bring it. As an aside, I wanted to mention that we heard from a reliable source that after my husband broke up with her, she allegedly became known to the police for other reasons. While my husband dodged a bullet regarding her threats to go to the police saying he abused her. Apparently other men have not been so lucky. Since I can't post pictures, I'll leave you with one of her posts. One that may not make much sense, but to us it was a statement to let us know she enjoys this drawn-out court process. Many of her posts are in her native language, so this is translated. Violent women and the cruelest, never answer questions. They like to continue the misunderstanding indefinitely. So I seek to contact people only in order to torment them. My cruelty is my last attachment to the world and my last chic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was one hell of a story. I most certainly hope you enjoyed that. If I have left you just gagging for more, feel free to go and check out our Patreon or our YouTube, there's some interesting stuff happening over there. But I will see you fantastic folks on Monday and I hope you have a fucking great weekend.